Welcome to This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Now is your chance to get caught up in all that's happening in technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now here's your host, Gene Destro. This week, the federal government is spending millions of dollars to help bridge the digital divide and expand broadband coverage to consumers, mainly in rural areas, who don't currently have access to high-speed Internet connections. But here in Ohio, it's not just in rural areas where that coverage is lacking. And in fact, here in Summit County, officials are talking about an ambitious and extremely expensive plan to build a countywide fiber optic network. Summit County Executive Eileen Shapiro and Chief of Staff Brian Nelson explain why. Broadband is what electricity was years ago. It is really difficult to function without it. We know that we have areas in our county where there is either no high-speed internet or it is not affordable. We have kids trying to do term papers on cell phones and the COVID epidemic really exacerbated the situation on the digital divide. I think that a lot of people in Summit County would be surprised to know that there are parts of Summit County where you can't get high-speed internet access. Can you tell me where those are located geographically? Is it any particular neighborhoods or townships or municipalities where that's the case, or is it just kind of spread throughout? So I would tell you that there's a little bit of, I think, a misnomer when we talk about high-speed broadband. What we're looking at investing money into building infrastructure for is true fiber connectivity. In most of Summit County, there's a lack of true fiber connectivity. And in many parts of the county, there's a lack of connectivity that meets those fiber standards, but there's also a lack of just connectivity, period, in some of the rural areas and some of the poor neighborhoods of the county. And there's certainly a lack of affordability in many areas of the county, which leads to less use or, or people not being able to take advantage of the assets that are currently there. Okay, let's talk specifics here. What kind of speeds are you talking about, and how does that compare to what people get right now? City of Fairlawn and Mayor Roth are partners of ours in this endeavor. They operate a municipal broadband network that serves their residents. In Fairlawn, they offer service packages to businesses of 10 gigabytes, and I can't remember if they have 100 gigabyte speeds, but a business can get 10 gigabytes of true up and down speed. If you look at most of the carrier services, because they're, in many cases, some are just pure copper, the old cable connectivity. Some are a compilation of fiber and copper. In most of Summit County, what you get is those hybrid systems. Even when they say they're giving you fiber, if you look at the fine print, You might buy a gigabyte or let's say 400 megabyte speed, but you're really getting like 25 meg upload or 50 meg upload. And with technologies like Zoom and technologies like what the hospitals use to upload documents and upload images, those upload speeds are important. And that's an area where most of the current providers truly don't meet the standards that we believe should be in place. Okay, so we're essentially talking about the possibility of expanding Fairlawn Gig or something like it throughout Summit County in an effort to what, spur economic expansion 
economic opportunity. Tell me what that'll do for people. Well, it's, it's a multi-pronged approach, the, the benefits that could come from this. What we're looking at doing at the county is building a fiber ring, primarily for county public safety initiatives that connect all 31 communities and building a data center in Fairlawn that is supported and run by Fairlawn and Fairlawn Gig. That then allows us to push essentially Fairlawn Gig level speeds out across the county. We're then working and currently in the process of vetting private internet service providers who are interested in working with us to build networks out into the communities to offer internet services to residents and businesses across the county and all of our communities and do that in a way that the pricing levels are essentially built on the county scale and offer discounts for affordability where they're needed. The benefits of that are, it's one of those, you name it, we can find a benefit for it. Economic development is clearly, and the ability to attract businesses and jobs, clearly something that would have an impact on and provide a benefit to. But the other areas like educational opportunities, working with the school districts to stand up online learning platforms and try to begin to truly ensure that no child gets left behind. Certainly that children don't have to try to go to the library or sit outside a Starbucks to get a Wi-Fi connection to be able to do their homework. This is, that's something that emerged as a problem during COVID. Seniors in nursing homes, particularly when you looked at what happened again with COVID and the, having to lock those nursing homes down and the inability for many people to see and converse with their loved ones. Smart city technologies, public safety is a, a key piece of this. The ability to stand up deterrence to gun violence and crime like camera districts and license plate readers to be able to implement smart technologies that allow dispatchers to essentially keep an eye on more areas of the community and provide faster response times. And then things as simple as smart traffic signalization across the county and the other smart city technologies that could be deployed. The executive and I could not think of any investment that checked more boxes in terms of benefit than the broadband deployment, true high-speed fiber deployment on a countywide basis. So all that sounds really super positive. Let's talk about money now. As I understand it, <laughs> let's talk about the money because, you know, yep. whenever yeah. you want to buy something, right, you always got to figure out how much it's going to cost. And we know at this point that there is a pot of federal money out there available for this. Can you tell us how much that is? And then would that actually cover the cost of what you want to do? And if it doesn't, then where are you going to get the rest of the money? Yeah, when we first were notified that we were being awarded ARPA money from the federal government, and in total the Summit County is getting $105 million, we immediately began asking the question of, well, what would it cost to build a fiber ring? And how much money could we invest into communities? And how much money do communities have to also support investment? So as we've moved along through this process, we began to expand that thinking into a more public-private partnership type model with the idea that the county would invest roughly $35 million into the fiber ring of federal ARPA money. We would invest $20 million of county money 
into building a data center. And then we would also have roughly 15 to $20 million of money to invest in helping build out networks into communities, particularly with a focus on underserved and communities and communities where affordability is an issue. As we began talking with private internet service providers, one of the things we asked was their ability to bring private investment capital to the table. And the figure $300 million for the community build is the one that has been most often cited. Now, we haven't done full planning, so I can't tell you that number is completely accurate either. But I would say that in total, between public and private investment, we're looking at roughly $400 million for this initiative. All right. So when you talk to me about the money that you currently have or you're thinking about investing, it sounded Mm -hmm. to me, and I was kind of doing the math in my head as you went, it sounded like about 70 or $80 million in public money. The ask or the discussions we've been having center around $300 million of private investment. Okay. So $300 million in private, about $80 million in public and then on the other yep. end of it, the private companies, obviously they're going to want to make a return on this. They're already making returns on what they sell us now. And clearly the selling point right. for them is that they're going to get more customers, right? But the selling point for us as a community is that it's going to cost us less than what we're spending now. How are you going to make sure that they don't just jack the rates like they always do? <laughs> once it gets built. So that's you know an area where we're still currently in the process of vetting how to ensure those long-term safeguards. One of the key pieces to that is that the the money that the county invests into the data center and into that right. that ring which becomes truly a middle mile network that the private sector entities can utilize to deliver these services Ownership of those two items will remain, these are are going to be public assets that will remain publicly owned forever as far as we're concerned. And that's a a key linchpin into driving this whole public-private collaborative, the idea that we will depend on them and they will depend on us, and it will be a, a working relationship that we have to both the public and private sector. Well, you know, when I talked to Bill Roth from Fairlawn over the past few years, I was extremely interested because I live in West Akron and I have a private provider and they're pretty close to me. And I kept thinking, wow, it would be great if I could get Fairlawn gig at my house. And the cost differential, at least right now, between them and what I'm paying isn't all that much. But the difference is that because they paid for it all themselves, and it's a totally public deal, they're not going to keep jacking the rates up, right? Mm -hmm. So if you invite the camel into the tent of the (laughs) private, I don't know as a taxpayer that I'm going to be confident that I won't be able to have like a few years at, let's say, 40 bucks a month or 30 bucks a month or 50 bucks a month. And then five years from now, they'll say, well, now it's 80 bucks a month. You know what I mean? Right. We are also looking at contractual arrangements that would essentially keep those kinds of activities at bay. We're also looking at the level to which we should bring private sector competition into this space so that 
customers have more than one option. I will also tell you that I know AT&T in particular is investing in Summit County in fiber. And so there are still the private sector players that have been here for years that are going to continue to invest and make upgrades or, or maybe in some cases may be forced to invest and make upgrades to compete. So their competition is going to help drive that pricing level to a large extent as well. So is there any possibility, is there any world in which this could all just be public broadband like it is in Fairlawn and we could just cut out the middleman with the private or no? Yeah, we've discussed that. And I think the, the reality is that's probably not a likely path that we could go down. One, I don't, the communities themselves don't have the capital to invest. Mm-hmm. You look at some of our communities, like I'll, I'll just pick on Lakemore, for example, they would not have the funds available to invest in building the infrastructure. They also don't necessarily have the technical expertise. They don't have the uh, capability of, of standing up a municipal service. There are limitations under state law in terms of a community like Fairlawn and Fairlawn Gig or Hudson and their velocity that limit how much service they can provide outside of their borders. And so I think the, the reality here is, as we've looked at all of this, This is one of those areas, and there are a lot of people across the state who believe this is a private sector activity. And so the public investments in this are really meant to drive a better outcome, better service levels, better customer service, and just a better overall product, but that the private sector still has a critical role to play in delivering these services. Well, that sounds excellent. So as a practical matter, when I was writing this story the other day and I looked at the URL that people could go to, to click on, to participate in this survey that you guys were doing, it seemed kind of complicated. So I wonder, Um, is is there something that's memorable, like summitcable.com or something like that, that you could just go to and that people could participate in it? Or is there like, should they Google something in particular? Well, that survey exists when they're talking about had a specific, was targeted to specific specific areas. It wasn't a general query of all of Summit County. Brian? Yeah, so interestingly, the, the genesis for this survey started before we even got federal ARPA money or had decided on broadband as a major investment of the county. We had been looking at ways in which we could try to drive high-speed connectivity into the job hub and opportunity zone areas of the county. And so we applied for a federal economic development grant through the U.S. Department of Commerce to begin a planning study. And so we got the grant award, and then along the way, the ARPA money came to us, and the bigger initiative came. But knowing that there was still value in gathering this data, particularly as it came to supporting the need and and the validity of the use of the federal money on this investment, we decided to use that EBA grant fund that we received and push forward with the idea of doing this fiber study, the data we collect will feed into the bigger project. 
And so it also may lead to further grant opportunities. And every one of these grants that we're able to obtain long-term just drives down the cost of service to our residents. Okay, so do you still want people to fill out this survey? And if you do, what's the URL they should go to? Yes, we do. What I would tell folks to Google is Summit County Fiber Study. Okay, that's perfect. As we wrap up now, is there anything that I didn't ask that, you know, you feel you want to communicate that I left out? I just jumped back to what you said earlier about being excited. When we started these conversations, we have 31 different communities in Summit County, and we basically put out an email and said, who's interested in talking? And all 31 of them responded. Everybody is interested in this. To your point, uh, the devil's in the details. It always is, and that's what we are working through. But there is a lot of interest about this. I talked to a group down in Barberton yesterday. It was an older group, but they were excited about having this kind of opportunity, and not only for themselves, but I think for the next generations to come and be able to be able to uh, advance in our community the way we need to with all of the things that Brian was talking about that we know are coming. We don't know what technology needs. We'll be coming beyond that, you know, with traffic lights and security and so on and so forth, autonomous vehicles and whatever else it is. So we know about now. I don't know what it will be 10 years from now, but we certainly would like Summit County to be in the best position to be able to adapt and um, move our residents and our businesses forward. Okay, well, that's great. I mean, it sounds really fantastic to me. And and like I said, as a resident of the area, I mean, I was thrilled to hear that there might be, one, a better service, and two, Mm -hmm. that there might be some price protections for consumers because currently, you know, essentially I see an increase, or at least I have over the past 10 years, an increase almost every year for the same service. You know, it's not like the service is getting any better. They just keep increasing it because they have essentially pretty much a monopoly. They can do whatever they want. Well, our service went down uh, because we're on the website also. Our service went down for one of the brand carriers for a minimum of five hours. And then I went to bed. And so I don't know when I got up in the morning, it was on again. Uh, That's an awful long time for an outage. Right. Sure. you know, I'm not picking on anybody, but it does make you say if you're paying though, if you're uh, dealing with a private provider, you don't just don't have as much input. And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was this week in tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.